Welcome to the Startup to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Yo, yo, Mark, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Tis good, tis good, you? Yeah, you know, pretty chill. (laughs) I went to the... (laughs) I went to the dentist this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, I fucking hate the dentist so much. If you're a dentist, I've got nothing against you. I just don't like going to see you. Uh, my dentist is a wonderful dude. I actually really like him, but Jesus, I hate going to the dentist. I don't think anybody likes the dentist. That's true. I mean, yeah. I never really thought about it. Well, but, at, least, yeah. at least you didn't put your mouth asleep before the yeah. podcast. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty entertaining. <laughs> So yeah, it was kind of nice. My dentist was on the other side of town, so my wife and I went out for breakfast this morning. We make our dentist appointments at the same time, oh, okay. uh, so we remind each other to go. And then it was at like eleven o'clock, so we we're like, "Oh, let's go for breakfast first. So that was kind of nice way to start a Tuesday. Wait, just curious, is it on the plateau? It is. Yeah. Is it the guy with the little model trains? Uh, no, he. I don't think so. Anyway, okay. He he has a he has like a ceramic tooth lamp in his window <laughs> okay <laughs> now you would definitely know the, the guy that i'm talking about if okay. that was your dentist he was my dentist for a while and the like the guy with he really had like a lifestyle business like yeah. his his clinic was open like two days a week and uh the rest of the time he just did graffiti art awesome yeah that's <laughs> sick and some of the stuff he did is he would buy these little model trains and he would graffiti the wagons. Oh wow! Like, yeah, and they were all on display in his in his clinic. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's some really cool stuff. Sweet. I love graffiti. I yeah. like I like I like graffiti murals. I'm not a big fan of like the tags in themselves, but I love graffiti murals. I think they're so cool. So yeah, just kind of rolling through this Tuesday. How about you? What's going on with you? Yeah, um, I last week was uh, there was a, a lot of power importer support again. Okay. Like support is really is really revving up. Hmm. Um, I think it's just it's just because there's more signups and there's more new customers and. Okay, good problems to have. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's I'm not complaining, but mm-hmm. uh, it it does make it hard to to work on member row. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, I, I had really you know last last week when we recorded, like I I was really serious about trying to deliver member row that week so then I could do some support on member on a power importer mm-hmm. and do some marketing yeah uh, so I really scoped down member row like there were lots of features that were that were pretty much ready but um, in order to deploy it 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 made the deployment a little more complicated so I just scratched them I said fuck it move right, them up, move them to the next milestone because I need to keep this this scope really simple so I can ship in one week. Um, so so yeah, I, that was actually productive. Uh, then when it was time to do some of the deployment, I did waste a lot of time on uh, on analytics. Okay. Like I I wanted to I wanted to set up my own analytics, like self hosted. Okay. And uh, I found this open source one, and I thought it would work, but. Uh, when I set it all up, it's only after I was able to test it that I realized that it only supports one domain. So, you know, so you self-host it yourself, like on a $10 VPS. Sure. But if it's just for one domain, it's like, at that point, 
you may as well just use like a third party that that is GDPR compliant and privacy focused. So could you not like, can you unpack that a little bit? So like, would you have to, if you wanted to run analytics on say your like main domain, powerimporter.com, and then if you also want, are you also looking to run analytics on like app.powerimporter.com? Well, yeah, I think this would, this would work for that. Like it wouldn't be a problem. It's just that this analytics uh, software that I found, it doesn't track the domain at all. So it only tracks the path. So if your paths are unique and you can recognize them, then that's no problem. Right. But I was thinking I, I was setting up an analytics for all my websites. Uh, like I, I thought I, I would set it up for Power Importer and Member Row. I see. And there's no way to configure it to... I've, I saw some hacks, like some people say, oh, we'll just add the domain name to the path. Like, like you could, in the JavaScript snippet, you could add, you know, like modify the path before it gets tracked. But then it's like, yeah, but then I won't be able to get, you know, like what's, what's the most popular browser for this website, right? It's like mm. those kind of statistics. I see. Like, there's no way after that to like, to s- segregate them based on the beginning of the path. Right. So, okay. Cause yeah, cause I mean, I, I already use another self-hosted analytics thing for session recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's fine, but, uh, but it does crash sometimes <laughs> and I have right. to like restart it. And sometimes I'll only notice like five days later. So I've lost five days of data. So for the sessions, it's not that big of a deal. Cause it's like this, you know, I, I only look at the sessions. Once in a while, and it's okay if I'm missing five days. Like, yeah, I mean, it would it would suck if I just deployed something and and then yeah. it crashes and I lose those five days. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, like, you know, I haven't deployed something in weeks, so it doesn't matter if I miss a week. Right. So, so yeah. So I was looking for another another analytics to complement like the, the the session recording one. Right. So in the end, like I scrapped everything and I dis- decided to go with Fathom. Okay. Yeah. Cause they have, they have like a cookie list solution and they bypass, uh, ad blockers. Okay. So, so yeah. And, and it's like 15 bucks a month. So it's like, it's, it's just a little more than what it was going to cost me anyways. Yeah. But now I don't have to worry about the DevOps. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I should have just done it from day one, but. Now, how does that work for you? Because does Fathom, they don't use cookies. Are they, do you self-host them? How does that work? Yeah, they don't use cookies. They, they kind of use an anonymous kind of fingerprint on okay. each session. Um, and then, so yeah, so then the only things you know is like the screen size, the browser, the operating system, what country they're from. But, you know, it doesn't log the IP address, so you don't, or any other personal identifying information. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they claim that they're completely GDPR compliant. Like, you don't need a cookie banner. You don't need anything. Awesome. So, yeah. So, my goal is to use that just for the marketing site and, like, right up to when someone logs in. Right. So, after that, like, I... I, I, I'll just use the session recording after that. Like that's all that I I care at that point. Right. Once they're in, I just want to be able to to de, you know to to see what they're doing, to see what I can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone's having a bug, I can easily reproduce the bug and see it. Right. See it live. Okay. What's more tracking like 
you know, where's my traffic coming from and are people converting and how they're converting from each source. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the core stuff that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the, the marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I see it. Like, you have analytics for marketing and you have analytics for, like, Users. product development. So, like, the session recording, that's for product management. It's, like, in order to make the product better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, I did that. And then it was time to, like, set up my servers. Like, all right, ready to set up the database server and the app server. And and I just could not pull the trigger. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I've, part of me is scared because I've cut the scope so much that I feel like, there's very few people are going to find this useful. Okay. Uh, so I, so I, I keep always thinking, well, I should find an example that I could use it in. like, So I could be the first customer. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, then I think of all the things that are missing for the, even that. So, yeah, so it's just, it's just scary. It's, just, it's like, ah. And and I I get all this support pulling me towards Power Importer. So, so yeah, midweek last week, I just... I just gave up and I went back to Power Importer. So there were there were like there's a few features that are missing that people have been asking for. Mm-hmm. So so I've been I've been working on that. Okay. Yeah. And one thing that I deployed yesterday like improved the speed of the imports like dramatically. I saw your tweet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like cuz I have some people that are syncing every 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if their sync takes more than 5 minutes, yeah. Then you know, it's like then you can't sync every five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out like why some of them were taking more. Like you know, like if because my my bottleneck is the Webflow API. Yeah. Like, they only accept sixty requests per minute, mm-hmm. and then if you go faster than that, you you get slapped on the wrist with a rate limiting error, and mm-hmm. and then usually you have to wait like maybe two seconds, and then you might be able to get another request in there. Okay. Like you really have to start slacking, you know, pulling back and slowing down. So that's really my limiting factor. Okay. But I had some customers, like I would see how many updates my import did for them and it wasn't adding up. Like, you know, if I did 120 updates, it should have taken two minutes. Yeah. So why was it taking longer? So, so then I, you know, pulled up my sleeves. All right. I gotta, gotta figure out what's taking long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I found, I found a problem immediately. So it was a really easy fix. Awesome. Value delivered. Yeah, exactly. That was a nice, a nice small win. Great. Like I was, I was, you know, getting ready to like, to dig deep and to, to do something big. And in the end, it was something simple. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm working on something big and it's, it's, uh, taking a while. Okay. Like it's, it's, I'm doing, it's all on paper right now. Like it's, oh wow, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that complicated. It's I have to write it down and draw draw it on a on paper. Okay, wow. So yeah, so that's a that's a feature people have been asking for for a while. So that'll be good. Can you talk about it? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's pretty boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, basically, um, you know how in bet- between collections you have reference fields. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a blog collection and you have a category collection and the blog could be part of multiple categories. So you could have like a one-to-many relationship or a one-to-one relationship. 
uh, and in Power Importer, I only allow you to map that relationship in one direction. Okay. So you can either map to categories from blog mm -hmm. or vice versa, map to blogs from category. Right. And uh, some people want to want to map both ways. Like they want they want their blog to, to point to the category and they want that category to, to also point to all the blogs that's that are in that category. Mm -hmm. But that like that requires it requires me to do like almost twice as many API requests to do that. So that's why I never did it. It's like because the if I only do one side, then I just have to figure out the right order to insert to create the record the documents. So like if your if your categories are pointing to your blog posts, well, I have to create the blog posts first. Right. And then I can create the category that is pointing to those blog posts. Mm -hmm. So but it's still just one request for each document that I create or update. Right. But in this case, if it's bidirectional, like I have to create both documents and then go and set the re reference fields. Because I can't set the reference field on Unless the other document exists, so it does. It does mean that those imports are going to be slower now. Uh, but I think I'm also there might be a pricing change that's coming up. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say like we talked about this. It feels like a long time ago that we talked about this, but like architecting a correct or architecting a schema that facilitates doing what someone wants to do. Like, I mean, this is. You can be as academic about it as you want, but like ultimately the, the tools are imposing these constraints. So it's yeah. like you're making a lot of work for yourself by having these like back references. And it's like if people are like, no, I must have them, then it's like, okay, like. Yeah. And that's it. Like for, for months, I've been trying to, to help them case by case, you know, like, well, do you really need it? Like, tell me why you need it. And often, you know, I'm able to show them that you don't actually need it. Like in a web flow, you can, you can exploit the relationship, even if it's only one way. You could, you know, on one way, you could follow it as a nested collection, but on the other way, you could just, you could just exploit it as a filter. So it's like, you know, there's, there's ways around it, but often like some people did not understand. Yeah. Or it's, it's just like, no, no, like this is the way I designed it. It has to be that way. And you can't argue with them. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. The feature is coming then, but, and the other, the other thing that I don't support at all is self-referencing. So like, let's say you have a, a category, uh, you have a, um, a product collection mm -hmm. and you want to, each product to have a list of related products. So those are like, they're referencing to other products in the same category. Oh yeah, right. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I didn't support that either. Okay. For, for like, for the same reasons, because I have to, I'd have to create all the products first and then go back and like set all the reference fields. And that's like, the, that's the brute force way, but you know, there has to be an optimized way of doing it where when I create a product, if I know the other product exists, like I may as well set the reference field like uh, right away. Sure. Yeah. Right. There's no reason to like do it all in one batch and then come back and do it all. But mm -hmm. I still haven't figured out what that code's going to look like. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. You basically have to <laughs> you basically have to create some kind of like graph of all of these things yourself or relation and then like know beforehand like 
this thing reference, this node references another node. Has that node been written? And if it has, then I know that I can include its ID as part, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, bas- yeah, basically, like, you'll visit a graph, or you'll visit a node on a graph, check all the dependencies, and for every dependency that you have that has, that's been stored that has an ID, you can then populate that ID when you write to the Webflow collection. Right. Or maybe as I go along, I could go and create those other documents. But it might be never ending, right? Like, well, that's the problem with the with the with the two way relation. Yeah, like I go, or or it could be like a. I also I have code that detects circular. Yes. Like that's circular re- references, so A points to B, points to C, points to A. Yeah. <laughs> so I block those, um, and those are really hard to explain to the user. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna have to talk about graph theory. <laughs> exactly. You see, <laughs> and I have to like draw it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but that's it. If I, if I create them all as I go along, in those cases, you know, you, you follow the graph and then you end up coming right back to where you were before. And, yeah. Oh shit. What do I do? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a neat, uh, like traversal problem. Cause it's like yeah. a two phase thing. It's not just like, what do I need to, it's like, what do I need to write? And then there's writing it. And then the, that right action has cascading effects. Yeah. So like it allows you to then write something, but just because you like, oh yeah, because it's kind of interesting to think like I wrote something and that unlocks me to, you know, I can write node A as a result, but then I write node B, but I, but A relates to B relates to A and A relates to B. So I have to go back and also update A. There's some, there's some cheekiness there. I mean, there's a, there's a dumb, simple solution, like where you you just create all the documents and then then you come back. And you set all the reference fields, mm-hmm. but that really does mean more than double the API calls. Yeah. So I am trying to push myself a bit. Of course, I can't dedicate too much time to the, <laughs> mm-hmm. to trying to optimize it, but I'm trying to find a solution where I can limit the amount of API calls. Sure. Well, like just throwing it out there. Um, the people who have been asking for this feature, are they customers or are they people who would be customers? Yeah, they're customers. Okay. If I mean, you... yes, there most likely are some people that have churned because sure. of that. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to do, do it the naive way for them, would they, or would, would that, blow, do they need it in five minutes and that would blow the five minute limit? Like how bad would it be if you did, if you just did it the naive way to start with? Yeah, I think I think it would be okay. Like the people that I have now, they're doing it every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have this problem. Like they're they're live right now, so they've they found a way around this limitation. Okay. So it, one idea I had was that when you set up your workflow, like if I detect these circular references or bidirectional references, mm-hmm. I say, well, you have to upgrade to to the pro plan. Yeah. Because basically, the, right now I have one plan, which is twenty nine a month. And it says you can sync every hour. Uh, but I have this hidden add-on, like $10 a month. It's only when people ask for it that I add it to their okay. plan. Mm-hmm. And that allows them to sync up to every five minutes. Okay. So the idea is maybe I should just make this more public. You know, you have mm-hmm. the $29 one. You have the $39 one, which is every five minutes. And it supports multi-directional references. Totally. In my very humble opinion... That's worth more than $10 a month. <laughs> I think sinking more than once, you know, once every five minutes or anything like that, that sounds kind of enterprising. 
It sounds like it could be an enterprise. Nah. Well, I would tend to agree, but the problem is I have two competitors right now that are still free. Like the, you know, one of them, it's, it's like an Airtable app that they made that I don't know if they're supporting it much, uh, but it's free. So it's like, it's, <laughs> uh, and then there's another one that is, you know, Y Combinator funded and, uh, they're offering it for free right now. So it's hard to compete with free, but quality. <laughs> you compete on track record. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking like, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week, but like, I think you could put some testimonials up there. Like, I think you have some killer customers. You like, I mean, users of the pro plan include. Right. I, I, I mean, know. I, I agree with you. Like, I, I see the trepidation and I, I get it. Um, but I think an experiment, if you're up for it, I think an experiment would be worth your time. Grandfather everybody else in, but. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of maybe getting rid of the $29 plan. Oh, wow. And just having a $39 plan, just, just to simplify the messaging, like, the, you know, it's like, it's pretty much instantaneous syncing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like this five minutes is, is arbitrary. Like it, it's pretty much in, continuously syncing. Yeah. So I could just say instantly continuously syncing. Um, but a grandfather, everyone that's on the $29 plan that, that is only syncing every hour, like they could just stay on that plan. Right. But yeah, I, yeah, I find this fascinating because uh, <laughs> part, part of me is like, why not leave it at tw- like, why not just break it into two tiers? Give people an opportunity to pay you more, like, because that to me that sounds like a, a feature gate. Because you have people who are happily using the the twenty nine dollar a month and they're they're fine with every five minutes, and then it's like you've got you've got a batch you've got a batch tier, and then you've got the real time tier, and the real time tier is is a little yeah. more expensive, but. Big boys right. like <laughs> Matt, like uh, Matt Corp use. Yeah, no, no, you might be right. Like, like uh, there's no reason to only have one, one prize. The reason I'm like, it's funny. I read a tweet earlier this morning that like I totally forgot that you can just grandfather people. Like, it's not like you change your prices and then all of a sudden, like everybody, the price changes for everyone. Yeah. Like, you just grandfather people. And then when you do that, you're like, I could just create whatever pricing plans I want. And yeah, yeah. Test I mean, it's, and see what happens. It's the default with Stripe. Like mm-hmm. when you you create, you have to create a new plan, but everyone else is still on the old plan. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I don't know. I think you deliver a lot of value. I think you deliver a lot of value. You like we've talked about it a lot, and I think you this is a, an opportunity to, to to test. You're capitalizing on that. So you would go higher than thirty nine. <laughs> Well, I mean, like considering you have like a hidden add-on that people have contacted you for to be like, I need this. Like that's an opportunity. Like if somebody came to you and said, I need this, that seems like a point that you can sell on. I mean, you you know your customers. So like, you know, the kind of thing that they would want, but. But what, what are you saying? Like, because a $10 extra comes up to a $39 plan. Mm-hmm. So should I just advertise that? Yeah, I, I, it, I think an interesting test might be um, the $10 add-on. You should make the $10 add-on $20 instead. Like, make it a $20 add-on and have it just be a different price, pricing tier. Okay, yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking, give people an opportunity to pay you more. Right. And see what happens. No, I agree. I mean, the customers that I have that are paying, they're they're happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, so, I mean, it is hard because I know there's there's free alternatives out there 
But those people have come to you. And if they're, and look, and if, if they're shopping around and they're like, oh, give me the free, hey, go for it. If the free plan works for you, then you go right ahead and use the free plan. If this, cause this is not a race to the bottom for you. <laughs> right. I, I don't think you're trying to run a business. No, exactly. And like the, the white combinator competitor, like obviously they're going to charge one day. Like, yeah. Like or they're is... going to steal all those people's data and they're going to sell them to, them, to sell it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, he, oh, keep it free. We'll just charge ads. <laughs> or, or no, I mean, th- yeah, because right now it's free and it's it's uh, very limited in functionality. They're really, yeah, they're it's a very closed beta. Mm. But the other one, yeah, the other one, they also the Airtable app. They also said that they were going to charge one day, mm-hmm. but uh, it's been months now. They haven't they haven't talked about pricing and they're not really supporting it. Exactly. Had, it's yeah. almost like writing software and maintaining it. <laughs> exactly. <Right. laughs> Interesting. Like I've had quite a few people come to me. It's like, you know, I contacted support and they, they told me that the only, the only available slot was like in two weeks. You know, it's like, it's like, I need this to work now, not in two weeks. So yeah. So they, they, they opened their wallets, right? It's like, Absolutely. Yeah. Because you hit on a problem that they have. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm ready to have a higher tier pricing. So I still, yeah, still got to think about it. Like, yeah, probably keep the 20, probably keep the $29 plan for now because there's free alternatives and it'd be. Sure. Well, and you, and you have easier pill to swallow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Sure. Sure. I mean, well, it's, it's interesting that you say like easier pill to swallow. Because I'm interested in – that begs the question of who are the people that are swallowing that pill? Were they like, I saw Power Importer, but I made the choice not to go with them, but now I'm back and I see the price is different? Or are you talking about a pill for you to swallow? No, for 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 users. Like, you know, if the alternative is – if the cheapest plan for Power Importer is 39 or 49, right? then maybe they're willing to put up with all the limitations of the free alternatives out there. Right, and one of my selling features is is that Power Importer often turns out to be cheaper than Zapier. Mm-hmm. Right, but if I increase the price, uh, like I don't know at what point do I increase it where it's it's still cheaper to use Zapier even right. though it's error prone and mm-hmm. and buggy. Right, I would I would say as well part of your positioning is that. The people who are looking, the people who are not using Zapier don't want to use Zapier. Yeah, no, like, it's true. It's complicated. It's hard. You know, it, it's not It's not fulfilling the promise of no code. Right. No, you're right. There are people like, yeah, that are coming to Power Importer because they could not get it to work with Zapier. But there's some like, they've, you know, they got a Frankenstein version working. And <laughs> it's like, and now it's like, oh, but you know what? This will save me headaches in the future. And. It'll work reliably. Someone's going to look yeah. after this. They're going to improve the product. Yeah. Like we were talking last week about rich text fields. It's like, oh, right. m- like Webflow just, because uh, Webflow just announced that they're supporting rich text or, or there was something in the news about this. And it's like, oh, you've already got them covered because you know how to handle this and like instructions to give them to right. to manage it. They just want the problem to go away. <laughs> they are on fire, Mark. And you have a bucket of water. Yeah. <laughs> You're holding the extinguisher. So yeah, I gotta gotta give it some thought. Yeah, 
find like yeah, there's definitely there's definitely going to be a more uh, more public new plan like mm-hmm. like a second tier price i think that makes a lot of sense like i don't i don't think i am anywhere near an enterprise <laughs> package yet <laughs> real time the real time power word. um okay so what does what's on the docket for this week what's the what's the most important thing for you i think it's this new bi-directional reference feature because that will unlock you the ability to charge more is that kind of what you think yeah i didn't think about it that way like i was i was thinking because it's it's the most recurring support question that i get okay fair we want to we want to decrease support yeah this is one of those things but uh but i think you're right though it will that's what i was thinking i was thinking like when you set a bi-directional reference Mm -hmm. i can show you how it's it's optional like like maybe there's a little tutorial you can watch that'll explain like you don't always need this but if you need it you have to upgrade to the to the bigger plan Mm because it doubles the amount of api calls i have to make Mm -hmm. like it's it's a direct cost on me yeah it's it's a cost on you it's a cost on your time it's more code for you to write more code for you to maintain yeah so so yeah that's the idea i had so yeah i guess i guess yeah i guess that's one of the reasons to do it is Maybe it's more revenue. So, I mean, it seems like a two birds, one stone. Because you're right. If you're getting support tickets over it and there's an opportunity for you to charge more, perfect. Then do it up. Nice. I think I agree yeah. then. It sounds like, a, sounds like an excellent step forward. Yeah. I just got to figure out, do I do the, the the dumb version or the smart version? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it sounded then like, at least for your existing customers that would leverage this, it sounds like if you did the dumb version, you would be okay to start. Yeah, and I think then, so. Um, would that be paint? Would you be painting yourself into a corner if you did the dumb version first? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Like I have, like I have this whole mirror image that I keep of their Airtable data. Okay. And and that's I've designed it so it's pretty solid. Like it's it's always easy for me to see to detect the delta mm-hmm. and to easily determine what I need to do. What what do I need to create or delete or update? So. Yeah, the the actual order in which I do the the commands, I think it, it's pretty flexible. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. So yeah, that was that was my week. Nice. How about yourself? I had a shitty week. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> I think shitty is probably a great place to to start. No, I man, like I just I'm struggling a little bit. No, I'm not struggling a little bit. I'm struggling a lot. Oh um, yeah. Right now, right now, I I feel a lot of fear around work um like i feel a lot of drive like i you know i i mean the drive is is kind of both driving me forward but it's also causing me heartache as well um i'm i have this drive i have dreams of where i want to be and the problem is when i make a mistake or when i'm when it's time for me to commit to something or try something i'm afraid that i'm not going to meet a goal or that you know, when, when life happens, because that's what happens, life happens, and I don't get to work on something, I get down on myself of like, you're not working towards your dreams, you're not prioritizing them, like you're not acting in a way that's leading you forward. Um, and it's not entirely just because I'm freelancing or not. You know, I think I, I push myself very hard to make sure that I don't think in a binary way. I, I want to be flexible and be able to spend some hours on one project and a few hours on another. I'm I'm not sure if that's even possible. I, I, it seems like the best, the finest grain control I have is over my day. I think it's really hard for me to do just like half a day of something. I really tend to want to 
um, to carve out entire days. Right. Um, but you know, like last week after our call, I had all these ideas and I kind of be over, I kind of became overcome with fear of like, I need to go out and talk to people. I need to put my, like, cause that's what it is. Posting in the forums and making a public statement. I find very scary. Okay. Um, I like talking to people one-on-one and learning about their problems, but planting a flag is a scary thing for me. Um, and I didn't do it. And I said, this thing is really scary. So I, I fled to my, to the safety of coding, my freelancing work. I was like, oh, this is nice and warm and safe. <laughs> I like this. And I get a nice pat on the head from my client. Oh, Matt, I like your work. This is very good. And then the weekend came and I was just thinking like, man, come on, you can't be afraid. Like, well, stop, stop being afraid. So I, I'm in this kind of like shame loop of like, yes, I'm afraid. And I'm also feel like I'm letting, I'm not, I'm letting myself down. I'm not giving myself a chance to accomplish my dreams. And Monday came and I was saying to myself, like, fuck it. Like I, I actually on Monday, I just kind of said, man, fuck it. I'm just going to write code. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, t- and then like, it sucks because like, I'll be honest earlier today, I was thinking, I was kind of scared to like come and talk with you because I'm like, I don't have anything to show. Like I, I'm, I, it's not like I'm making excuses that, well, like, I guess I have a problem where I can't tell the difference between a reason and an excuse. It's like, oh, well, I didn't do it because, like, I almost lost a leg. And it's like, that's just an excuse. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess it's an excuse if an excuse is a perfectly valid reason for not doing something. Um, but, like, I just don't want to let, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I'm coming in and I'm chatting with you. And, like, I know you're not judging me, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be accountable for how I spent my time and why I did what I did. And it's this reoccurring thing of I'm afraid. And the more I talk about my fear, the less I'm afraid of things. But all that to say, I'm, I'm just kind of in this fear shame loop. <laughs> I'm just kind of rambling at this point, but like, I'm, I'm so full of feelings and I, I wish I didn't feel something. Cause like, it's cool. like, honestly, man, like I've been spending a lot of time in Webflow communities and it's nice to just kind of like lay in the pool of people who are having problems or. Um, who have questions and I can help them or I can say, oh, that is interesting. And I can kind of go out and investigate things on my own and that kind of thing. Like, that's fun. It doesn't but, get me, it doesn't necessarily deliver. <laughs> posting something though is is out of the question. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So like, I mean, I've still seen people talking about hosting because which is kind of interesting. I forgot that agencies a lot of the time, like when you're an agency, someone comes to you and says, I would like a website. And the way agency says, no problem. And they don't just say at the end, like, here's a Git repo with like a website in it. They're like, no, we're running it. We're hosting it for you. And you pay us every month. So there are agencies out there, Webflow agencies that are like, yes, we will build a Webflow site for you. And they build the site and then they host it. And then they invoice their clients every month for hosting fees, probably marked up or something else, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So I'm looking at that and I'm like, I can be a part of this world. Like they are yeah. looking for something hosted in Europe. They're looking for something GDPR related and I can be that, I can be that person. And yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I look at it. I'm like filled with drive that I'm like, Oh, they're oper- like, Oh, the opportunity is still there. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm still so scared to move forward. of just talking with people. I was thinking about this a little bit this morning. I remember a conversation we had a few months ago about saying like, What's the scariest thing about writing an email? Is writing the email very scary? Not really. Is writing the subject? No, not really. It's hitting send. 
So right. it's like taking taking a, a a thing and breaking it down into the parts that aren't scary and are scary, and then figuring out like, okay, well, how do I how do I get the most support that I can for the scary part? If I need <laughs> if I need Mark to hit the button, he'll come hit the button. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, I mean I don't I yeah, fear fear is powerful. Like I, I have fear also of certain things and like like I said last week. Part of it was fear, like, cause setting up servers, it's something I can do. That's not scary. <laughs> but knowing that in half an hour, that server is going to be up and running. <laughs> Serving requests. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you're out there with your pants down. So yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of have my hat in my hand <laughs> this week of just like, I wish I had more to show, but I'm just kind of dealing with, with my feelings. And I think like all I, I mean, the big takeaway from this is, you know, this, I had a shit week. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that I still have, you know, I have a goal. Um, but in order for this, in order for this week to be different than last week, I need to do something about the fear. I have to, um, so I'm still trying to figure out what that is. I mean, like, honestly, like getting on and talking with you is like one of the big, <laughs> one of the big things that helps. Um, and like, I, I think the other big part of growth that I've seen, especially in the last year, um, is I can recognize it for what it is. Like, oh, I am afraid. That's that's what right. that feeling is. <laughs> um, so it's like, I feel like I've got all the ingredients now, like a support system and recognizing that it's there to start dealing with it. I just... Are there things that would be less scary, but would almost serve the same purpose? Like if if writing a blog post, uh, writing a forum post, like telling people you're working on this and you're looking for some beta testers, if that's too scary, like would... Writing a blog post instead be less scary, hmm. or a Twitter thread, or honestly, um, this might be funny, but like reaching out to people one on one, I don't find very scary. Okay, um, just pinging them and saying, "Hey, I see you do this. I had a question about this. I, I don't really have much of a problem." So, posting in the forums, asking people to to reach out or or sign up to a waiting list to then do one on ones, but like, is that is that scarier? Yes. <laughs> uh, I just peed my pants. So. No, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it, it, it's just like, I don't know, the internet's written in ink. Like it, it's, I think that's the scary part that of just like planting a flag and saying, Hey, you can go here and you can put in your email and I will, it'll send me an email and it'll connect us. Cause I mean, I could just set up a Google form that's like, Hey, Put your shit in here, and I'll get I'll reach out to you. Right, or just put a Calendly link. Yeah, directly. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I find I I look for alternatives that are less scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right because I'm definitely not questioning the fear. I'm just I'm I'm like frozen. I'm not thinking. Okay, how do I get around this fear? Um, right, because like or I, yeah, or the other thing is is you you do everything except that hitting the send button. That's <laughs> That's one way to desensitize yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's like I'm just gonna write the response to this question. You, mm-hmm. you write it, move on to the next question, answer that question also, but don't click send. Yeah, and maybe eventually, yeah, you could just <laughs> tell your wife, "Hey, can you come in here? Click send." <laughs> yeah, I've got all these tabs open. Just click exactly okay on each of these, <laughs> or you know, like write it, draft it, and then you know, send it to me or someone else to. To look over it, like, mm. what is that? Does that sound? Yeah. Does that sound crazy? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, the nice thing is, uh, I, it's, it's almost like I'm afraid of the most useful part of the internet, which is like, I can put something, it's like putting up a billboard. Like I can put one billboard up and hundreds of people can see it. It's the same sort of thing with the Webflow forums. Like I can put up a post and hundreds of people can see it. And I'm, I'm scared of that. Um, even though I have no real reason to be. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, it's actually a really good community. Like I can honestly say I, I've yeah. posted in this one Slack channel and I only got positive feedback and people reaching out to, to be in the, on the waiting list. Wow. And, yeah. uh, and the forums, the same thing. Like I, yeah. I'm constantly like posting links to Power Importer and answering people's questions, of course, but, mm-hmm. and never has someone told me I'm a spammer <laughs> or flagged me or get, get this guy off the forums. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody that I talked to about the 10K limit was happy to, oh, absolutely, like, let's meet. Um, granted, a bunch of them, well, all of them no-showed me, <laughs> which tells you how critical of a problem it is. Right. Um, yeah, because if they were, if it was a real problem, they'd be like, how how soon can we meet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that'll be a really nice test of strength to kind of just put a post with a link to a Google form or, I mean, I could do like a convert kit kind of thing or whatever and just say hey i'm just looking to talk to people that's that's really it yeah i mean when i when i posted the first thing about power importer in the in the slack channel i didn't have anything i didn't have a landing page didn't have an email list nothing it was just that one thread mm-hmm. like hey i'm looking for better testers you know like uh, I, i'd like to talk to people to see if they're a good fit you know like mm-hmm. just comment in the thread if you want to to chat and then we would just DM and set up a time and talk. Right. And did so you the, did you have the product at that point? Nope. Okay, so you hadn't even written any code. No. I mean, I had a proof of concept that it that I was able to do it. Okay. I was able to take a CSV file and easily import it and update existing collection items. Okay. Because Power Importer back uh, Webflow back then didn't support that. Okay. Oh, I remember. I remember that. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Man, how far yeah. have you come? In, in yeah, that's it. Time. Wow. And it's only when talking to people that I realize all of them had their data in Airtable <laughs> and they were exporting it as CSV and then trying to import it. It's like, well, let's just skip that whole CSV <laughs> like mm-hmm. stage. Okay. But yeah, it's like, you know, no landing page, no mailing list. Just let's let's have a conversation right now in this Slack thread. Yeah, because like my thinking. My thinking was I was going to start reaching out to some agencies. I'm a, I'm a, I became a member of a lot of different uh, Webflow communities, Facebook groups. There's a bunch. There's so many of them. Um, and I've been really curious to just start DMing with people. Of just like, hey, you are a person or you're an agency. What are you doing? How are you handling this? So, yeah, I'd be very curious to see. Yeah. I mean, if that's less scary, then, yeah, crank that up. Like, do some cold outreach. Okay. Yeah. I guess the, yeah, I mean, I mean, the reality here is I just got overwhelmed last week and right. it's time to not be so, well, now I realize it's there and I think I just need to acknowledge that it's there and just do my best to move on or to move forward. Right? You could, you could set these uh, negative goals. Yeah, I, really like, I really like this idea. Yeah. It's, you, you set these like negative outcomes, like, so, and you got like a quota. Like oh, I got yeah. it. So like one of them could be like, you know, like. Uh, I need 10 people to tell me to fuck off in the forums this week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you just post, 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 and until at least 10 people told you to fuck off. I need to be flagged to spam at least three times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, or like for cold calling, cold emailing, it, it would be the same thing. Like I need to, to reach enough people that at least 10 people tell me to, to fuck off. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then I, f- I feel like it, you're not afraid of people telling you to fuck off. Like it's actually... Yeah, you're expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, whatever, I'll just write the blog post or the, the email and it's like you know, the forum post. And I, if anything, someone's going to tell me to fuck off and there, I'm one, I'm one fuck off closer to my goal. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking masochistic, man. I, I, I don't know that I can do that. If the goal is like make Matt cry as much as possible, then yeah, that's sign me up. But yeah, no, I see like, it, yeah, it, it's reframing the problem, Refra- like reframing it to expect to be hit. I mean, if that's what it is. Yeah. Or, you know, or if your goal was to, to start 12, 12 startups in 12 months, mm-hmm. right? Like if you reframe it as fail, I'm going to fail 12 times in the next 12 months, like. I'm going to have yeah. 12 business ideas and I know, I know like 12 of them or maybe 11 of them are going to fail. So, mm. so just crank them out and just put them out there. Just get, get that failure over with. <laughs> yeah. I feel better. I'm glad we, <laughs> I, I really considered messaging you and asking to skip recording today. Cause I was just, Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I'm just, I'm so filled with shame about last week and my impotence no there's no there should be any shame in it no yeah i I know i like it's it's totally normal like this is this is all new and you're you're pushing yourself to do something that many people are not even trying because it's too scary so that's the yeah so okay so what's what's the most important thing for me this coming week um the one thing would be uh messaging people so I'm great to one-on-one DM um, people in like the web flow, um, like marketplace, professional marketplace and go on the full, go in some of the Facebook groups and say, you know, Hey, I'm planting a flag here of that's, I'm going to, you're going to, I'm, you're going to have to hit the button for me on that. It scares the <laughs> sure. shit me. But sure, I'll, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll have to set up a, a Google form or something like that and be like, all right, throw it in here and I'll let's set up a meeting and see if I can get people to talk to me. Um, so in the next five business days, uh, I mean, I want to secure my first interview because it could be that nobody actually wants this and everybody's been upvoting it on the wish list forever for, without any real. Yeah, I, for the Facebook group, I would I would try to just just ask like, you know, like who else who else is like who else here wants GDPR compliant like Webflow hosting? So just to have people like 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 your post or response and say. You know, yes, me, like, hmm. just to get the conversation going. And then you can DM every single one of them. Yeah. And say, hey, like, I saw you, you like my post. Like, I'm actually trying to build this. I would love to have a, a one-on-one call. Mm-hmm. It's like tricking them into engaging. <laughs> what, I mean, it's not, it, it's, I agree with you. It's like, because those are the people that I want to hear from. I, I don't like, yeah. it's, it's not like. I mean, the, the number of posts I've seen where it'll be like, oh, does anyone want free money? And I'm like, yeah, sure do wish I could have free money close. I'm like, just right, not engaged yeah. with this thing at all. And it's like, how many opportunities did I miss for free money? Or, you know what I mean? Like, just right, right. useful but, products that would have made my life better. 
Because the problem with the like putting a, a Google form or something is like that's that's like detached. It's like I agree with you. It's like oh okay, you want me to fill out this form and maybe you'll contact me or it's low effort. <laughs> yeah, it's like here I'm asking a question right now in, in the group. Like who else wants this? Like and then people will just like it if they if they also want it or they'll comment say yeah I'm you know I really need this or. Yeah, that's a really, then, really then you have permission to DM them all, like mm-hmm. or response right, respond right there in the thread. Yeah, and the the more active the thread is on Facebook, the more it will show up in people's feeds. Also, mm-hmm. so then then once it's got a lot of visibility, then you could add a link to the thread mm-hmm. to say, well, here I'm 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 launching this soon. Like, sign up for the waiting list, or yeah. if you want, I can start the thread. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I need to at least try to do it myself. Because <laughs> it's really easy for me. I have no horse in the race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is wonderful. Yeah, so goal for this week, uh, you know, post around a bit, build some activity, but I'd love to have my first uh, my first in the next five. Days. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're fine with cold outreach, then yeah, I would just go for that. Go for the easy wind. So yeah, that's pretty much my week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with feelings. This week will be better. You got this. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) And it all gets easier the more you do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I keep reminding myself. It's all about, uh, it's that muscle, using that muscle. So yeah, you could just force yourself to click that send button. Like, click send and run out of the room. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go get a beer. (laughs) 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 That's it. If I click this button, I'm allowed to drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the sound of this. <laughs> then eventually I'll get easier and easier. Okay. I'm going to go away. I'm going to edit this podcast and I'm going to do that. All right. Awesome. Do you have anything else for the week? Nope. That's it. Cool. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Talk to you next week. See you later.